This is the Zoic Charter 3703. If anyone receives this, I'm the only survivor of a long-range exploratory mission. My ship was struck by an undocumented asteroid belt. I believe the debris to be a small cluster from a much larger asteroid system, but I can't be sure. We've crash-landed on an uncharted celestial body. My ship has been severed in half. Confirmed nine escape pods have been destroyed and two are missing. Guys, welcome back to another episode. Uh, it's a new release. Uh, we don't do a lot of new releases because sometimes it takes a while to get, you know, you know, you have to go see them a couple times and so forth. Uh, but luckily, this one came out pretty quick for video on demand. Once it hit the cinema, it came and went, I guess you can say. Now, I, I wanted to do this one for a couple reasons. A, I'm a big Adam Driver fan. Um, I like the guy a lot. Yeah, same here. I like him. I think he's the one good thing to come out of the new Star Wars franchise was him. He took the words right out of my mouth. Those um, um, sequel trilogy films were absolute garbage. Uh, they got progressively worse. Um, but he was basically, he was the shining light out of, yeah. out of them all. Yeah, he was great in Kylo Ren. He had the best arcs. He was the best actor. And I'm not mm-hmm. taking away from my boy Harrison. We know that, but... Harrison Ford was just an afterthought once you know, The Force Awakens ended. Yeah. So, and he was the only reason I went to see the films. I wanted to see his journey, even over Luke and the gang. Mm-hmm. So, and he does a lot of drama. He's always nominated for stuff. He's a very good actor. And I, well, the reason I like about him, this sounds insulting, but it's not. He's not. He doesn't look like a leading man kind of material. He looks like a real uh, person. Yeah, he's a regular dude. Uh, Apparently, he's an ex-marine as well. He's an ex-marine, exactly. And so I kind of like that he's not this tall, dark, you know, he's, you know. He's not a pretty boy. He's not a Hollywood pretty boy. He's an actor. Yes. Um, So it's nice to see him do something more solo-ish because he usually has an ensemble with him. And, and the fact also that, he, that he's an ex-Marine means that he's, he's not like these sort of wrapped up in cotton wool sort of Hollywood stars. Yeah. You know, and he's actually yeah. like seen the real world and he's sort of, you know, and he brings that to his personality and his roles as well, I think. Yeah, exactly. Especially Spot this, on. actually. Yeah. And there's a movie that came out a few years ago called, uh, what the fuck is this? What do, you, what do you call it? One of the worst films ever made. Was it a zombie film? No, no. With him? After Earth. Oh, yes. Will Smith and his little fucking brat. That's an M. Night Shyamalan film, isn't it? Well, there's a rumor about that. Mm -hmm. The rumor is Will Smith directed that film. That wouldn't surprise me. And because it was so bad, the studio asked M. Night, would you take the hit? Yeah. And put your name as the director and will accomplish whatever, whatever they went through. It, It very much seemed like a vanity project for Smith and his son. Yeah, just like the Karate Kid was, mm-hmm. and so forth. But the, wouldn't the, besides Adam Driver, and the fact it's almost replica of After Earth, but let's get this out of the way, guys. This is one hundred times more competent than After Earth. I haven't seen After Earth. Uh, good. Neither has M Night Shyamalan <laughs> or Will Smith. <laughs> so, didn't Smith seen it? <laughs> but. This is actually written and directed by two guys, up-and-coming directors who I am a big fan of, who is Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Now, they we did both their movies here on this podcast. They directed, uh, they well, they wrote Quiet Place, mm-hmm. 
and went on. John Krasinski directed that, but they had a big say in that franchise. And then they took that money, kind of like what Quentin Tarantino did with, uh, what do you call it, uh, True Romance. They took their money and they financed a horror film called Haunt, which we did on the podcast as well. Now, Haunt was a wonderful film. It's actually made such a cult hit that they're looking for, they might be doing a sequel. Okay, yeah. And it is about, it's Saw meets Clowns. If you guys want to watch a fun, fun film, watch Haunt. So when I saw their names linked to this, I was like, cool. This is, you know. I have seen the two A Quiet Place films, but I haven't seen Haunt. Yeah, so Haunt's one of those quiet ones they did. Um, but they got some cool stuff coming out. And these guys are something to look for in the future. So I was I was looking forward to doing this. Now, this film is got so much going for it. The two big things, and I love this. There's pretty much two characters in the entire film. And it's 93 minutes. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, like Moonfall, which was two hours and 25 minutes. Two hours of hell. <laughs> oh, my God. This, I th- I don't want to say it was a green screen project. I want to say it was like Moonfall was, but I don't believe it was. Because I looked at looked it up. It was A lot of it was filmed in Ireland in Wicklow, I believe. Yeah, but, real locations. But the real, but the most of the locations, I think it was Studio Wicklow. Because the locations were actually uh, Oregon, Canada, and you can tell a lot of it was Louisiana. The bayou kind of, because each terrain he hits is a different state. Or To, to be honest, um, whenever you said um, it was filmed in Ireland, that actually surprised me. Because, um, you know, it was clear to me that it was filmed in parts of the USA. So, obviously, there's a bit of mixing up going on there. Which you is know. nice, though. Yeah. It's nice to see the studios traveling. Two locations, rather than oh, let's fucking green screen it. Well, it's to do with money as well, you know. Yeah, well, this movie cheap sort of, um, you know, rights to film in certain countries. Canada is a big one. Yeah, but the I think it's I Northern think Ireland. See, Ireland I think, as well. I think it's the opposite. Yeah, you you might be a little cheaper. Don't keep me wrong, but I do think I'd rather see this. This movie costs forty five, no, fifty five million to make. Mm-hmm. And I know, guys, that seems like a lot, but 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 hey, standards for an action film that's pretty cheap. And for them to be able to get to the locations to film there, and the CGI, pretty much the dinosaurs and stuff, and the spaceships, they didn't... Oh, it, they, the funny thing is, the big blockbusters are the ones who don't travel. They sit in a fucking big studio yeah. loft, or whatever they, they, what they call it. A uh, lot. A yeah. lot. Yeah, and then they, they green screen everything. These guys actually traveled to those locations to get some shots. Mm-hmm. So a lot of effort was made. It's, it's a budgeted film, but it's an independent film at the same time. And I, and, I, and I do enjoy it. And they, like I said, they keep their films very minimal. Quiet Place and Haunt were both 90 minutes long as well. So they know how to, they know when they tell their story and then get out. Yeah, because it's, it's a story that um, overall only warrants about 90 minutes. On yeah. Film. Yeah. It's, it's been done to death. They know that. So they just, you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. They know to, you know. <laughs> Get the fuck out if it's not working. Yeah. No, yeah. No, don't try to stay there. Welcome. Oh, let me ask you this. The reason this movie is called 65. Yes. It's actually called 65 dot, 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 million years ago. Yes. That's actually the title of the film, but they just, you know, catchy 65. Now, he's an alien then, right? Yes, he is. Now, why not make him like an alien? Why is he a human? Um, Probably just to sort of help him perform better. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I think if, if there's always the risk, um, if the like you know, and I'm not dissing Star Trek because I love Star Trek. You know, overall, you know, especially you know the current Picard se- season three. Um, but if the were to maybe like stick a bit of fucking shit on his face to make him look like an alien, <laughs> it might look daft and would take him away from Adam Driver's performance. You yeah. can get away with it in Star Trek because you expect it. But with this, I think it's a bit more grounded and, you know, it's a bit more gritty to a certain extent. Uh, if they had, if they stuck on falcon ears on him, uh, it would distract at least, I think. Give him a tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's the right to say. It's basically, you know, we'll get to it, but there was some that I was hoping for in a way, but in other ways it was hoping that didn't. They went a different route. They went a different route, it turned out. But um, let's just say I got um, certain Twilight Zone vibes from the overall story. Um, he, uh, well, I got a lot of Land, Land of the Lost, you mm-hmm. know, the TV shows when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, what what I like about it is the, their crash on the planet and him meeting the young girl, Koa, happens within like 15 minutes. Yes. But before that 15 minutes happens, you get to meet his daughter, Naveen, I believe it is, and he plays Mills. Mm-hmm. And you know she's dying. She's got some kind of cancer or something. And But it's a nice it's a nice introduction to who he is. He's a father, and the reason he has to do this exploration, he's an explorer, technically, is because he needs to get the money to get her treatment. Yeah, for her Which cure. It's kind of what happens in modern society today. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. well, this is it. It's, well... I mean, I suppose in the UK we are lucky to have the NHS, but yeah, in America, for example, you know, you know, you pay for your health service, you know, yeah. in various ways. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense, and maybe it is even an intentional commentary on that. Exactly, it's yeah. exactly what it is, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, um, and it works. You know, like I said, within a few minutes, we 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 understand his cause, we understand his love for his daughter, and there we are. They crash. There we are. Yeah. I do like the scene. So they crash, right? And he's like the only survivor, supposedly. And then you have these, what do you call them? The cryogenics chamber? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that gross? So he mm-hmm. sees the cryogenics have failed. So he's trying to get some of the people that were in deep sleep mm-hmm. or whatever. But he he sees they've broken and you see this watery, bloody goo come out. Yeah. That means they all got... Yeah, they're all dead, basically. Yeah. During the crash. But it, it wasn't gratuitous, but it was like this bloody discharge that came from the door. Mm-hmm. And it works yeah, uh, for the most part. I, I saw myself going, ew. And I do like that. I do like some good. But there's not enough. There's no killing in this. So we got to take it what we can get. Apart um, from the old dino. But <laughs> yeah. So, so there's a little flaw. It's kind of a double-edged sword when I talk about the running time. It's 90 minutes. But within a, just a a few moments of him crashing, he's going to kill himself. And because he, there's no cause because when he sends this message, the computers all fail. So he knows the message is going to get out. So he's going to go ahead and blow his head off. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden he realizes some of the escape chambers, what do you call them? Escape pods. Yeah. There might be another survivor. So he goes looking and that's where we find Koa. The little girl. The little girl. Who is an alien, but she looks human, but she speaks gibberish. 
She, she, well, she speaks just a different language. She's from a different region. I, I must admit, um, um, it does bug me slightly that he speaks. He's from an alien planet sixty-five million years ago, and he speaks plain English in an American accent. You know, as if he's from like California. Um, that's little things like that do bug me, but I can sort of get over it. You know, I get that it's so people can understand him. You know, the the audience. But it sort of jars even more, I feel, with the fact that the young girl is from just a different region in this planet. And um, she doesn't speak English. She speaks gibberish. Yeah, I didn't get that. Or at least make her like a cute little alien kid or something. I give her Vulcan ears. Yeah, <laughs> or a tail or whatever the fuck. Yeah. We, uh, she was okay. I don't like kids in, in movies, but she was all right. I thought Passable. she was solid enough. Yeah, she did all right. She didn't become annoying. And yeah, she was fine. I also like that there's that there's a certain arc here when we find out that his daughter hasn't survived. That he she then this young girl then becomes his surrogate daughter. You know he becomes the father, uh, or he continues to be a father. You know and care for well, her. It goes to the point where I brought up where he was going to kill himself, mm-hmm. and then when he does come in contact with his koa, he he has something to to you know protect a reason to uh, live a reason to live because he's already lost one child technically. He's not going to lose another. Now, the film is very predictable. I saw that a mile away. Yes. I knew his daughter has already passed. Um, that's why he's very protective with the photos and stuff. So we, we it's given to you pretty much on a silver platter, mm-hmm. the film itself. It's more the, the, the biggest twist comes at the start when you find out he, he's on Earth 65 million years ago. Yeah, but that's the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it tells you that in the company credits. So that is the biggest. There's no twists or turns here. It's more about the journey between yeah. point A and point B. And point B is getting to that mountaintop where the second half of the shuttle, the escape shuttle is located. It's more about the journey. Let me ask you a question. So, you know the game, oh, you probably wouldn't know this. You're not a gamer. The game, the, the movie reminded me of a game called Torok. I've never even heard of that game. Yeah, you're a guy and you're you're in the middle of this land of the lost. Yeah. And just trying to, you know, you're fighting fucking T-Rexes and shit like that. Yes. It, 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 it had that feel to it. You can almost call it that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he's, he's he's walking and there's a scene where, and it comes back to us, which is a great scene when they use it initially at the end, the geysers. Mm-hmm. And these geysers are very hot water. Yes. Or is it acid? It's um, I, I my impression was that it was some sort of volcanic, um, like you know because it's like basically we're in prehistoric times here. I felt that I I mean I'm not hundred percent, but I thought it was like basically volcanic, sort of lava type hot because, water. Yeah, so uh, so he almost gets he gets hit with it, but it was on his suit, mm-hmm. and you see his suit bubble a little bit, but it wasn't acid because it doesn't eat through the suit. No, it's not acid. So. Uh, that's why I got a question with the T-Rex fight, uh, which is nice, but I got a query about that when we come up to it. So this whole type, this whole thing is is him getting this girl out of there. And he lies to her saying, your parents are safe throughout the other top of the mountain where the yeah, the other ship is. We'll, you know, we'll get you out of there. But he's been, he lies to her pretty much the whole time. Yes. I do think the first act, the, the child... I would throw her into the geyser. <laughs> throw her to a T-Rex. Um, ah, she's, I don't think she's too bad. 
Um, I, I think they've avoided the annoying sort of um, stagey sort of um, kid that would do get in films um, too often. Um, there's a bit where she makes a face at him. I found that annoying. Yeah. But it's something like a kid would do. So, uh, I, 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 you know, in real life, a kid would be annoying by doing that. So, yeah, I'll bet. I think some of the banter they have in the first act is kind of cheesy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you got to play along with it. She's a kid at the end of the day. And, uh, but... I do think some of like he, he's throwing something at him. I can't remember what it was, berries or something. Yes. Um, I do like the scene where they're kind of bonding because she sees a little baby dinosaur in quicksand or something. Yeah, she saves and, it, and they say, they save it, and then the perfect gets fucking ripped to shreds <laughs> by these micro raptors. Yeah, the, the velociraptor things. I must yeah. say that um, overall, uh, I know I'm a big critic of CGI, but um, I think it's very solid here. It works, especially with the T-Rexes. Well, that's what I'm t- trying to tell you. Because we talked about Marvel a lot, right? Yes. Where they have this whole CGI world, and it does look beautiful, don't get me wrong. But these guys went to locations, mm-hmm. filmed there, and then put the CGI dinosaurs in the real locations. Yes, it wasn't green screen. That works. Yes. We only did this for $55 million, and you would think it would be a bigger budget film for mm-hmm. what we do get. So my point is that these studios were spending two hundred million on this. Maybe you should look at these guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and some of the execution's sloppy, and it's kind of roll your eyes. But at the end of the day, this is more entertaining than something than that last fucking Black Panther movie. I haven't seen any of the Black Panther um, uh, films, dope. but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. You know, if there has to be CGI, then it shouldn't be green screened. It should be like inserted into real life locations. Um, because it really does work here, especially with the T Rexes at the end, and um, and you know there's other occasions where it's worked brilliantly, like District Nine. I know I've mentioned that before with yeah. the the fucking prawns, and you know um, in South Africa, yeah. uh, it really works there. Um, so yeah, I, I mean this this film was in general terms it was an hour and a half reasonably entertaining, um, you know, evening. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it's, it wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't the greatest film I've ever, ever seen. But I think what saves it is it's quite grounded and Adam Driver, essentially. Yeah, Adam Driver's like I said, he's good at what he does. Um, with, during their journey, there's very little peril. They have some, you know, nice, there's a nice scene where he falls off a tree and he dislocates his shoulder. Yes. And he's got to push it back in to grab the gun as these little monsters are coming after them. Well, that was little a bit Rambo that I felt. No, I like that because... It wasn't him who pushed it in. Mm-hmm. He fell off. He fell out of the tree, and he was trying to, yeah, do a ramble or a lethal weapon and, you know, get his shoulder back in as these things are coming at him. But it was the girl who actually punches it back That's in. That's right. Yeah. And I thought that was a little different take on what you said, the ramble. Mm-hmm. So they did something different there, and they, and they turn around and they shoot the monster, which, okay, dinosaur, if you want to be, you know, uh, you know, you know, continuity's sake. Yeah. But- uh, I, I see the scene. The scene worked. I actually enjoyed that because they did something nope. different. She need he needed she needs him and he needs her. It does it does work and um, but it, it just for me it was a little sort of a, a little um, almost corny, you know. Um, but yeah. you know, in the in the context of a fictional story, science fiction story or you know adventure story, yeah, um, I'd rule with it. Um, yeah, I mean, um, there was another scene um, where he's basically in a swamp later on. 
and it's actually I hear stuff like that makes me claustrophobic watching it. Um, you know, it's basically you know like the buried alive thing, but he's basically drowning in the swamp, and she basically rescues him. And that, that that's although that's a bit cheesy as well, you know, her pulling him up out of the swamp and stuff, considering she's like about four foot nothing, you know, and built like a, you know, and he's like six foot odd, you know, and built like a tank sort of thing. But that that but it still works, you know. There's a nice scene where when he's still fighting off when he, after he gets his shoulder back in alignment there, he's fighting off the little velociraptors. She goes on the beach, and then she's got to fight the little pterodactyl things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not the pterodactyl. The velociraptors come after her. And she's smart because she she goes through this log, and the veloc- and she kind of seals the the monster uh, the monster in the log. Yes. And then she throws up little, these little cool mini grenades. Yes. She yeah. panics. She uses all of them, but she should. She could have used one, and then it explodes and kills the the creature. There's quite a gross out scene where they're like at the campfire and they fall asleep, and um, she's like um, choking, and he pulls out this horrible fucking scorpion thing, insect thing that's went into her mouth. Yeah, what was that about? Uh, yeah, I mean they've taken they've taken I think they've taken a lot of liberty. I'm I'm not a paleontologist, um. So I mean you know regarding accuracy of dinosaurs and stuff, but from what I can gather and from what I read up on it, the, 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 I think they've taken a few liberties with the design of the monsters and stuff. You know, as in compared to like real life dinosaurs. Oh, well, why not? Do something different if you could. You know, yeah. we've seen this before with Jurassic Parks and so forth. You know, if you want to make something your own, do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the T Rex looks a little different. Yeah, I, I I thought the T Rexes were really good. I like the I like the when after he's getting the bug out of her mouth, we hear, we hear this noise and we don't see it, but there's this waterfall behind them, so it's muting the sound a bit. Mm-hmm. But then you see coming through the the waterfall the face of the T Rex. Yeah, and they fall backwards into this cave. Mm-hmm. And what works for this film, it, it gives me that you kind of mentioned it with the swamp, more claustrophobic. Yes. In certain areas, and when they fall into this little cave, um, there's a nice little shot where they have this other raptor thingy. I don't know what it, what it is. Was I say a raptor? Mm-hmm. And they introduced it right when they land. That it's in there with them, but they don't let you know when it's coming, and they don't bring it up again. Yeah, until it attacks. Thing, it slithers in the sort of in like that swamp like thing at the at the start. Yes, that. Oh yeah, that's right. When he's when he's checking out the terrain. Yes. And yeah. he just before he sees the big footprints of the T Rex. Yeah. Yeah. So they plant the seed well without, you know, so as he, you think they're safe and he's trying to find the girl, you know, he's trying to get the girl out. We know, but he doesn't know that there's something else in there. So yeah. I thought that worked well. Well, the one thing I, 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 again, it could be just for plot convenience because, like I said, it's a shorter film, is when the, he sees that hole. And oh god, that that just seeing that hole maybe maybe remind me of the descent. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes, that's what it reminded me of as well. The descent. Yep. Yep. So or pitch black. Yes. And uh, total descent vibes for me. So they're they're going through this little tunnel, and I can't remember what happened. It's kind of cut poorly, to be honest with you. The girl gets out, but the cave crashes in, and he has to pull himself out. So he's still in the cave, and she's out. Yes. So he know he knows she's got out, and this is when that the little creature attacks him. Yes, when he's by himself. He's, he's got this, stuff. Yeah, but because he's yeah, so he, like claustrophobic kicks in because now mm-hmm. she's gone, he's caved in. But I do like where that monster shows up right, and they're fighting, and he's got this little machine that can give you proximities, mm-hmm. 
and where he is. And the proximity can let you know if something else is in the room. Yeah. I think that was pretty cool. And when they're fighting, the thing's still on. Because mm-hmm. it makes a hologram of the proximity that you're in. And then when they're fighting, he's wrestling with this thing. Um, you can see the, the hologram. We get to see the fight through the hologram. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Well, they use that, they use that at, the, at the end as a weapon. Um, when the wee girl uses the hologram of his daughter that distracts the T-Rex. I thought he did, she did that not to distract the T-Rex. She does that to give him hope. Right. Well, possibly a bit of both. But for me, no. I, I took it to, that she was do, doing it to distract the T-Rex. No. He was. He gave up. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting there. So she played that photo to give him hope. Right. Well, for, yeah, fair enough. To, I mean. to understand that, because when he sees that photo, he gets up and fights back again. Mm-hmm. That's why she does that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I must admit, at the start, whenever it's basically established that he's on Earth 65 million years ago, yeah. I thought that I'd basically, at this point, worked out the film, and I thought it was going to be basically a take on a Twilight Zone episode where um, I, I thought he was going to meet a woman, not a, a, a child, and um, that they, him and the woman were going to be the only two survivors, and then it was going to be revealed at the, the very end that um, after you know the fought the dinosaurs and all this here, that um, that their names were Adam and Eve. Um, there's a very similar original episode of the Twilight Zone which does something like this. Um, but obviously it was wrong, and part of me wanted that to happen. Uh, part of me was like didn't as well, you know, because it would have been just too much of a rip off. But anyway, it turned out it was completely wrong. So everything I've just said there has been irrelevant, you know. Oh, there you go. We we always <laughs> needed a relevant story from you, Trevor, to really to really fill in the time. But I think what the point I'm trying to make is I was looking more of a twist, um, you know, at the end that sort of tied in, um, but it didn't go down that route. I do like when they finally get to the uh, the spaceship, the shuttle. Mm-hmm. The, he's got to take on. It's pretty much two. T- Two T Rexes, and the and that's when the, the the gun is it's a charging gun, yes. so he doesn't he's out of ammo, and that's where he gives up and he, she shows the picture of the daughter and he goes oh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna live for her, <laughs> and so that's when everything goes. This is where I got confused with the geyser, so the, the geyser he, he he leads the main dinosaur, the one he got into a fight with in the cave, technically yes. he shot at once. To the geyser, and the geyser hits the dinosaur, and he goes roar. Yeah. That's my di- that's my dinosaur. That, that was and, a really good impression. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I get to do sound effects for you, Spielberg, anytime. Yep. <laughs> and but it, it didn't hurt him. But then the second time he got on top of the geyser, it must have been a longer blast, and that's what fried a his face. Blast. I just yeah. I, my impression was that these these things it was basically spurting out volcanic hot water, basically. Okay, it must have been. Yeah, and only, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it was just a little confusing what was coming out of that geyser, mm-hmm. but it makes more sense. It was just steam. It was just like getting a kettle poured on top of you, really, you yeah, know, really, really hot kettle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so you got the, you know, the fight scene was pretty good. You know, he pretty much shoots them all um, with the gun. Besides the main T Rex, he gets with the geyser. You know, it's fast paced. It's all right. Visual facts weren't that so they were good. The spaceship, I didn't understand how it took off or how it worked because it looked like it's just a big square box. Mm. And you know, I was like, what the fuck designed this thing? Yeah, well, it's but, alien tech from 65 million years ago. So, you know, what do we know? You know? Yeah. Well, they have better tech than we have now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they fly off. I, I like the, I do I, like. I like. The, I do like. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. I do like when the asteroid finally hits. And it's kind of sad because we know we got hit. And yes. then, but what they did was they showed the transition periods of what happened to Earth. Yes, and the end credits then. up to and the modern they, day. Yeah, up to the modern day city. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Um, I, I liked how it tied in with the actual what is believed to what actually wiped out the dinosaur sixty five million years ago was an asteroid. You know, and it's pretty shit timing for him. You know, um, or he just happened to sort of be like traveling past Earth. Um, around the time that the asteroid was coming to like wipe out the dinosaurs, but you know, <laughs> wouldn't have had a film if that wasn't the case, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I was teetering on this one because you think it'd be kind of boring and bland. The reviews are pretty fair. Where they're saying it's okay, it's not bad. It's, I, I'd give it that. You know, at the other, I just I didn't know this was coming out. Being um, completely honest, I found it a bit pedestrian, um, but also, and it felt like it was made for streaming services. You know, like back in the day, it would have been straight to video or straight to DVD. Um, but at the same time, it's it's quite entertaining. Hour and a half, if you know. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I, I, I quite like it. You know, I, I enjoyed it um, for what it was. It didn't, you know, it didn't push the envelope, um, and it doesn't, you know, sort of, you know, break any new ground. But at the same time, it's it's possible entertainment. Yeah, that's my point. I mean, um, I think almost, and I hope they don't go this direction because I think it would spoil their creativity. Mm-hmm. With Beck and Woods, the guys who created this, they went obviously from a little budget, big budget, to a medium budget here. And what they did with the medium budget film was quite spectacular compared to some of the big budgets we get that are shit. Yes. So I, that's where they get their pass. They also don't overstay their welcome. Yeah, it's predictable, but it's predictable fun i'm okay with that the only my only concern is because it did okay for him didn't bomb it didn't well it didn't break records or anything but it, it did all right it had a nice soft landing um oh but, i got him driver to start <laughs> exactly <laughs> my concern is that these guys now be giving a bigger budget and they start going mainstream See, this is um, always the, these guys so the, the, the fear you know yeah, I don't want them to get sucked in like Adam Wigar did, who was and still is one of my favorite directors from movies like Your Next and The mm-hmm. Guest. Yes. Fun little independent horror films and then now we stuck doing the Godzillas. Yeah. And they're and they're horrible. And I want so I'm hoping I wish them the best in their success, but I want grounded guys. I yeah. want you guys to stay where you, I this is good. You got your good budget in, we know you can do more, but let's stick with Stick, stick to your you. roots. Stick to your roots. Stick to your roots. Like Ty West. Do a couple of these. Do a couple of these here and there. That's cool. Yeah. But don't hate. Do you hear about Ty West? No. So we did Pearl. Uh, we did X. Member. Yes. Uh, one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, I Pearl. I hated it. You can read my review in Phantasm Gory Magazine. Yep. Plug. But plug. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to do it for the podcast because Maxine uh, is coming out, um, which is the, the trilogy, the ending. Yes. Kevin Bacon's been casted. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. Um. So I hope it's better than Pearl. But what, 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 Pearl's been getting really good, apart from yeah, you. Yeah, it has. It has. It yeah. has. But I haven't seen it yet. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. We'll be doing it. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, but I think we'll just wait for Maxine. Yes. Uh. But uh. I kind of went out. Uh, I do really like Mia Goth. Yeah, she's just been casted as a big movie. Right. Well, I think she does. You know, she's worthy of. You oh know. Oh my God! Well, it's big she's movie a star. Too. Like, it's a big movie. 
I can't remember what it was. All right, anyways, uh, back to uh, <laughs> 65. Yeah, guys, check it out. It's good fun. Uh, rent it. Video. It's not offensive. If you went to see it in the theater, you'll enjoy it. Go, oh, that was good. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah, um, I agree. And at, if it wasn't for Ad, an Adam Driver, he definitely, uh, you know, he carries can't say, I can't say he stole the movie. You can't really say he carried it just because he got the girl in there. You can't really compete against that. He's going to mm-hmm. win that. And then he's going up against CGI monsters. Yeah. But he's still a strong, you know, if it had been somebody else. I know. Maybe, I know. You know, and there's a lot of physical sort of um, acting in this as well. So with with his background as being an ex-marine and stuff, you know, he was a perfect fit for it. It's kind of like Tom Hanks and Castaway. He, he pretty much is the whole film. Mm-hmm. So when you have very minimal cast, and, you know, you do have to have somebody that you're locked onto, and he does the job. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this one up, and that's all I've got. Listen, I first forgot to tell you, uh, this is spoiler filled. <laughs> Well, that's 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 the um, you know that's our standard, you know. I just want I just like to throw that those cheeky bastards who went, oh man, you ruined the film for us. <laughs> yep, they're on Earth, and if you didn't figure that out during the title sequence, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, the big twist is at the start. Well, yeah, but I don't think there really is a twist. Yeah. I would like to. You're right. I I would like to see a little twist, something else, something like they weren't on Earth. They were Adam and Eve. Well, no, that's that's, that's that's yeah. weird and creepy, dude. Yeah. Just yeah, you, no, but that's I mean, that's, you know what? That no, that's you and your fucking David Lynch day, <laughs> David Lynch and Cronenberg crap. No, no, if it had been um, like an older survivor, female survivor, it would have worked. Twilight Zone esque, but obviously she's just a child. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're gonna wrap this one up. You take care of yourselves. Have a good one, and chat soon.